0: Matthew 6, Matthew 6, uh, continuing our series on the Sermon on the Mount, uh, tonight we're focusing on forgiveness, forgiveness, Matthew 6, we're going to read verses 14 and 15, that's where we're at. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Definitely some verses to carry a little bit of a punch, aren't they? Let's talk about forgiveness tonight. Father, help us this evening as we uh, come into your word. And I pray, Lord, that the things that you have uh, enabled us to prepare to share with your people this evening... I pray that you would help us to come with open hearts and ready minds, ready to uh, take in your word and to chew on it a little while and to digest it and meditate upon it and to receive its instruction, correction, encouragement, uh, whatever it is we need tonight. Help us, Lord, to truly uh, be a forgiving people just as you have forgiven us in Christ. Help us to show that in our life and to those around us. In Jesus' name, and amen. Now in the model prayer that we uh, looked at last week, Jesus taught us to pray and to pray this, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then after that example prayer that He gave us, or that model prayer, He elaborates a little bit more Uh, on the subject of forgiveness in our verses that we just read. That in itself, that Jesus did that, teaches us some very important and valuable things. One is this, our ability to be able to pray to God will be hindered if we are harboring an unforgiving spirit toward one another. I think it's pretty obvious when you look at the model prayer and in seeing what Jesus says in our verses, that that is so. In the model prayer, it assumes that we will forgive others and that we have forgiven others. When He says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And so it assumes that we will forgive. We need to ask ourselves this question. What if God forgave us as much as we forgave others? because that's what we're taught in a model prayer we we he says here uh we are asking god to forgive us as we forgive our debtors i mean what if god was as forgiving to you as you are forgiving unto others matter of fact that's how we're supposed to pray lord forgive me like i have forgiven others is that even something we want god to answer (laughs) is that even something we really want to pray i mean If we know we're harboring bitterness or resentment or a lack of forgiveness in our our hearts, that's not something really we're going to pray. So being taught to pray that will help us to remind us to forgive others because it's hard to pray, Lord, forgive me like I forgive others whenever we know we're not forgiving others. So what if God forgave us in the same manner that we forgave others? How would our relationship be with the Lord if He forgave us the same as we forgave others what would it be like also this teaches us with with christ doing this how important forgiveness is i mean he he teaches us this model prayer and then he and then he goes on a subject of forgiveness so it's a very important subject Uh, those of us who are children of god by faith in the gospel should be able to live out the power of the gospel in our life by being forgiving people The gospel, when it works in power in our life, enables us, by the power of Christ in us, enables us to forgive. I like what F.F. Bruce stated. He said, The gospel is a message of forgiveness. It could not be otherwise, because it is the gospel of God, and God is a forgiving God. It is to be expected, then, that those who receive the forgiveness which God holds out in the gospel... Those who call Him their Father will display something of His character and show a forgiving attitude toward others." Now, when we pray for others to see Christ in us, that's probably a prayer that we often pray. When we pray that we would have a lasting and powerful testimony on those around us, do we understand that expressing forgiveness... And showing a forgiving spirit is one of the best ways for people to see the power of the risen Christ in us. Now, we may think things like, oh, if others could see you know, that mustard seed of faith by me being able to, to move mountains or to cast out demons, boy, then they would see Jesus. They would see the power of Jesus in my life. Boy, if we could only do that for real, and what will people think of that? but what good would it really do if we cannot remove the seed of bitterness from our own hearts what good would it would be accomplished for the name of jesus if we could not say to if we could say to a tree be thou cast into the sea if we cannot cast an offense behind our own back you Now jesus taught this in luke and that we may be familiar with he said this and i know you're probably know it but he said take heed to yourselves this is a high calling that's my part but he said this if your brother sins against you rebuke him and if he repents forgive him and if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying i repent you shall forgive him i mean that's tough isn't it now you know do you know what the disciples actually said right after jesus said that You know what the Word of God says? The Word of God says this, next. And the apostles said to him, Lord, increase our faith. I mean, Lord, for for us to forgive like what you're calling, you need to give us some more faith. Why is that? Because forgiveness requires faith. Real Christ-like forgiveness requires faith. We have to trust God. You know, we can't trust others. We have to believe God when we can't even believe others. Forgiveness is an exercise of faith. Do we believe that Christ has forgiven us? Do we believe that God has forgiven us in Christ? But how, how can we have faith that God has forgiven us of a great debt and then not have faith to forgive others of a lesser debt? How can I have faith that God washed away my huge mountain of sins if I can't have faith to forgive others of a lesser amount of sins? Do we believe that our debt to God that was forgiven in Christ is is larger than the other debt that others have? How can we have faith that God will forgive us of more iniquities and not have faith? that who commit iniquities against us of lesser. Now the next verses in Luke that I just shared with you, what Jesus said about forgiving your brother and him asking to increase our faith, is, where, is, is then where Jesus talks about the mustard seed of faith and being able to pluck up a tear by the roots and to cast it into the sea. Now again, being able to pluck out the root of bitterness from our hearts because of our faith in the power of the gospel to forgive us, and then in the power of the gospel to be able to cast that person's sin far away into the depths of the sea, just as God has done with ours, is a far greater exercise of faith than plucking up a tree from its roots. (laughs) Sometimes it can be harder. Which would you rather be able to do? Would you rather be able just to say to a tree, be plucked up and go to the sea, Or would you rather have the faith that says, I'm going to forgive that person and that root of bitterness can just leave? I I would rather be able to get rid of bitterness, the root of bitterness, be plucked up from the roots and cast behind my back than I would be able to say to a tree, be cast into the sea. Now next let me deal with an obvious and common question from the verses we have read Does what Jesus say here mean that we must forgive others in order to go to heaven? It's a good question, isn't it? I'll give you a quote here and then then elaborate a little bit more. But John MacArthur said this, This is not to suggest that God will withdraw justification from those who have already received the free pardon He extends to all believers. Forgiveness in that sense, a permanent and complete acquittal from the guilt and ultimate penalty of sin, belongs to all who are in Christ, end quote. We don't become lost and in our sin after we have come to faith in Christ and declared righteous through the righteousness of Christ being imparted to us. However, a lack of forgiveness is a sin. And listen, we still sin. And because of such, we will not be able to walk in fellowship with Jesus because it is sin. A lack of forgiveness will bring God's chastening hand upon us, withdraw that fellowship with Him and intimacy, and will not know the joy of that fellowship until we forgive as God has forgiven us. Now we are taught as believers to do what? We are taught to confess our sins and that He is faithful as believers. Confess our sins and He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. John's writing that to Believers. There is still a forgiveness that that we need from the Lord even as born-again believers. But it's not a forgiveness that changes our position with God. Okay, that's forever settled in Christ, but it does change our relationship, our walk, our intimacy with Christ. There is a judicial forgiveness that we receive in Christ positionally to where our sins are punished in Christ never to be held against us in heaven's court. We're accounted as God's child no matter what. But there's also a relational forgiveness whereby we need to daily deal with sin and to walk in fellowship with our Lord. Also, Jesus cannot possibly be teaching that we earn God's forgiveness by forgiving others. For this would be contrary to God's free grace and mercy. However, if we have truly experienced God's forgiveness, then we should have a readiness to forgive others upon that basis. Those that have received forgiveness should be willing to give it. We are taught in the Word of God, freely we have received forgiveness. Therefore, you know what? Freely, we must be willing to give it. Now, we should forgive, not so God will forgive us, okay? But because we are forgiven. And that's what the Scriptures teach us. We are called upon in the word to forgive others because of what Christ has forgiven us. And in two passages, Paul teaches us this. In Ephesians 4.32, Paul says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. As God has forgiven you in Christ. So give forgiveness as you have been forgiven. I don't think Paul and Jesus are teaching two opposite things. Paul teaches the same thing in Colossians 3 where he teaches that we, as the elect of God, are to forgive one another as Christ forgave us. So we are to give the forgiveness we have received. at the same time, what Jesus says is true. There is a lack of fellowship, a lack of intimacy that we cannot have with Christ if we do not forgive. When it concerns our salvation and acceptance to God, the Father, We can go to heaven, all based on His forgiveness of us in Christ, not our forgiveness of others. However, as children of God, we are called upon to forgive just as God has forgiven us. And one of the sins that we have been forgiven by God in Christ is that we have His power in us to forgive others in Christ. The power of the gospel is at work in our life, and our hearts, us that have believed it, and enables us to forgive. I love this quote. I know I've used it in the past. Um, We had a whole theme one year on forgiveness, so I know I used it then. But I love this quote by Thomas Watson, an old Puritan. He said this, We need not climb up into heaven to see whether our sins are forgiven. Let us look into our hearts and see if we can forgive others. If we can, we need not doubt, but God has forgiven us. Now, I think there's some clarifiers we could throw in there, but I understand what he's saying. Listen, if, if, we, if we can forgive others, it's a good sign that we have been forgiven. Why? Because God's forgiveness to us is something that he enables us to give to other people. Now, let, let me take a step back here, because I think it's important to remind us of the larger context of this passage that we've considered Since we stepped into chapter six, remember what Jesus is doing? What's he doing? He's correcting what? The practices of the Pharisees. He's correcting how they gave, how they prayed, and how they fasted. All right? Jesus started that or stated that because they did those things to be seen of men, he said, What? They have their reward. Then after talking about rewards, Jesus talked about laying up treasures in heaven in verses 19 to 21. Remember that context? It's important, especially when we're, as we're talking about this. Now think about that in a larger context. Listen, there seems to be rewards of God when we exercise forgiveness. When you take a step back and look at that, We we think about, well, God, if I help people, you know, if I give to the needy, God rewards that. If I don't do it to be seen of men, I don't do it for the glory of men. Does God reward that in the context of what we have looked at in chapter 6? I absolutely believe that there are rewards, I think present, there are rewards future. God rewards us as we give for the right reasons for the glory of God and such and not for the glory of men. God rewards it. Nobody may not know about it. You give in secret, you pray in secret. Right? God rewards that. That kind of giving. What are we talking about for forgiveness? Forgiveness. Forgiveness is something else you give. And you know, we talk about giving money, and we can give money to help people. and that's what we should do. But we also give forgiveness. It's something we can give. Just as we may give people money to help and not expect anything in return, as Jesus teaches us, we have to learn to forgive not expecting anything in return. And that's tough. Just as we need to give unto others without seeking the praise of others, you know how we do that. We give, don't let like the right hand what no the left hand is doing. Sometimes you do nice deeds for somebody. They don't even know you did it for them. Other people may not know you did it for them. We can forgive at times without anyone knowing about it. Only us and the Lord. You can give give people forgiveness, listen, without them even knowing about it. Now, I'm not saying that's how we always do it but it can be done that way. Some offenses are very public and may require a little bit of a public display of forgiveness, but some offenses are very private. Some offenses come at us, and sometimes they don't even know they've done it. Sometimes the the offenders aren't even aware of their offense. And sometimes we might find it best to privately and secretly to take it to the Lord in our closet and to forgive them and they don't know anything about it. That can be done. Listen, probably most of the time, that's how it is done. Will there be possible rewards for that forgiveness? (laughs) If we can give people money, Secretly, and God teaches He'll reward that. Is forgiveness more valuable? Something is forgiveness something harder to give than money. You bet it is. <laughs> I, I would rather listen. Giving money to somebody is is a much easier thing than giving somebody forgiveness that has offended me. Will not God possibly reward that forgiveness that's done in private between us and Him? Now some offenses can be forgiven without ever going to an individual and you bringing that offense to them. Sometimes that takes place. However, sometimes we do need to approach them as the Scriptures teach because maybe because of the type of offense and because we can't do it in private, we may need to go to them in order to keep that relationship restored then there's a, that's a different thing. But sometimes forgiveness can be done privately between us and God, and that's okay. You don't have to go up to them and say, I know you didn't ask for it, but I forgave you. <laughs> that doesn't work out so well, does it? <laughs> Why do that? What's the purpose? And here's something I want us to think about before we go to prayer Listen, we can stand against the sins of the culture of the day, and we need to. And we can still, at the same time, be out of fellowship with the Lord because we failed to forgive those who've wronged us. We can take a stand on one aspect against some things in our day, and we should, and still at the same time not really be walking with the Lord. Forgiveness does not mean that we have to allow others to continually hurt us. But we have to learn to forgive even if the other person is not seeking to make things right in the relationship. The Bible talks about God being ready to forgive. In one sense, I think we can, we can already forgive people and let things go. But sometimes that relationship may not ever be what it should be until they come and confess and say they repent and try to make it right. We should always be ready to forgive. The lack of forgiveness will grow into bitterness and other evil sins. I, again, I like this other quote by John MacArthur. He said, This, he said, the price of refusing to forgive is high. Unforgiveness produces hatred, bitterness, animosity, anger, and retribution. If not on, it not only clogs up the arteries, but also the courts with thousands of vengeful lawsuits. Refusing to forgive imprisons people in their past. Unforgiving people keep their pain alive by constantly picking at the open wounds and keeping it from healing. Bitterness takes root in their hearts and defiles them. Anger rages out of control and negative emotions ran unchecked. Life is filled with turmoil and strife instead of joy and peace. I I believe he's right, and as far as what he said, it clogs up the arteries. I mean, it's been proven scientifically that people who are bitter, they have more physical problems. I mean, it affects us. The, The stress of bitterness affects you physically, mentally, and spiritually. Forgiveness does not mean that you give people the right to run over you. That's not what forgiveness is about. Forgiveness, in one way, is just letting go and letting God deal with it. Say, Lord, you're the judge. You're the one that does vengeance. It's in your hands. I mean, sometimes it can be hard to forgive, but you think about the forgiveness of Stephen. I mean, he's being stoned to death. And he says, Father, what? Lay not this sin to their charge. Nobody's treating me that bad. <laughs> Nobody's treating me that bad. And the forgiveness of Christ on the cross. What an example we have of forgiveness. Now, there are, and I'm not getting into this tonight, but there are proper ways of dealing with offenses and such that we need if we are the offender, we need to seek forgiveness of the others in the right spirit and attitude. And, and the offender needs to, to be ready to give that forgiveness. That's a whole other message. But all in all, we as a children of God, if we want to live out the power of the gospel and to be a powerful testimony, we've got to learn to forgive. Some of the greatest testimonies we've possibly read have probably been instances that involve forgiveness, where people have been treated wrongly, terribly, and yet forgave. I mean, the, the, the song of forgiveness that John Michael sings, you know, sometimes, and um, that song was inspired by someone being forgiving, of a mother uh, forgiving a drunk, if I remember right, that had killed their child. Like, that's, that's amazing, Testimony, powerful testimony. Some of us can't imagine that kind of forgiveness. But what a powerful, powerful testimony. We want others to see the power of God in us. We want our wives to see it in us. So I want my wife to be saved. I want my husband to be saved. I want my child to be saved. I show them forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean you agree. You understand that? Forgiveness is actually saying you disagree. It's saying that you've done wrong but I forgive you. Forgiveness is not making acceptance for sin. Forgiveness is not saying sin is okay. Forgiveness is not saying it's okay what you did. So we have to get some of those thoughts out of our mind. But we can be forgiving. And what a powerful testimony it is when others see us with that spirit. Let's pray. Father, help us, Lord, to practice forgiveness. And Lord, even in praying that, Lord, we are making ourselves available and open and vulnerable. Father, it's hard sometimes to be a forgiving person and, and sometimes we feel like that we're making ourselves a doormat. But Father, I, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to, to exercise forgiveness, that the power of the gospel would be seen in our life If there's any here this evening that have the root of bitterness, that by faith they would consider Christ and what He went through for their sins to forgive them and then transfer that over, that love and and forgiveness, that they would have that and see that they need to have that for others. Help us to live in the power of forgiveness that You have towards us. Father, help us to go out and to share that message of the power of the gospel, of teaching others they can have forgiveness in Christ, and showing that forgiveness by how we treat others in our life. In Jesus' name, and amen.